Hafiz National Unity Ministry in a statement on Sunday said that the Chinese New Year reunion dinners are now allowed but limited to 15 members living within a 10-kilometer radius and must not involve interstate or inter-district travel. The revised standard operation or operating procedures was the result of a National Security Council technical meeting chaired by Defense Minister Dasat Sri Ismail Sabri Yaakob on Sunday. Now, many Malaysians on social media expressed their disappointment with the Chinese New Year SOP. In your opinion, how fair are these rules considering we are in pandemic times? Actually, uh, if we were to look at the SOPs, the initial SOPs that were announced, uh, I think uh, a lot of people were upset. Uh, believe it or not, actually, I celebrate Chinese New Year as well because my mm. uh, my wife actually celebrates them. Mm. So uh, we have already put in place the, the SOPs ourselves. We are not going back to Sabah this year uh, and, and it's just going to be me and her for the reunion dinner, which is hardly a reunion <laughs> dinner because it's just like any other regular dinner. It's just a union yeah. dinner, yeah. Yeah, union dinner. <laughs> yes, it's just a, a normal dinner. Mm. So I think uh, the SOPs were fair uh, in terms of uh, getting through the pandemic. It is important for us to maintain the current situation because I don't think that if we allow people to cross borders and, and stuff, it's not, it's not going to be good for our COVID numbers. The, I think the issue here is, of course, the initial stages about how frequent uh, U-turns are being made as what the government would call it betterment to the SOPs because uh, it creates a lot of frustration. But I think the most important thing here is to remember that uh, the government is also facing what uh, we are facing in real time as well. Uh, It is a developing situation. It is important for us to constructively give our criticism each time uh, we see something is wrong so that the government will know uh, what to do and how to better these SOPs. Yeah, I think at one point some parties were uh, upset because they were not consulted with when the original SOPs were put in. That's the thing, right? A lot of people from everywhere are saying that we're not consulted or we're consulted too late and stuff like that. Mm. So uh, it makes it harder because uh, according to Dr. Sri Ismail Sabri, he said that all uh, important people were consulted in the favor of this. In fact, based on just the report, it seems that he was surprised with the with the whole announcement. Yes. But honestly, mm. looking at how uh, simple uh, the SOPs were announced the first time, it is only natural for, for, for people to feel frustrated because, you know, I think this is what the second or you know, the third major celebrations that we have to celebrate under MCO. Mm. So it, it is natural to feel frustrated. But I think uh, the, the important thing is to manage this frustration and ensure that people are aware of why we are doing it in the first place. The healthcare system is being stretched thin due to an influx of new COVID-19 patients and increase in the number of close contacts. Medical experts said this posed a serious risk as the lack of resources had left patients and close contacts who could be potential carriers to quarantine themselves for days with no contact from district health offices. Have is it in your opinion with the increasing COVID numbers every day and a lack of medical resources, what other methods can be used to treat COVID-19 patients? That's a very interesting question there because uh, honestly, I, I'm, no, I'm no public health expert, but I think uh, this mantra of, of always thinking that you carry COVID kind of worked well for me and my family the past year. And I believe that's the kind of thing uh, or thinking that uh, the masses have to also do. Because uh, I think when we act as if we have COVID, we would always uh, prevent ourselves from spreading it to others. Because uh, let, let's say, for example, recently in Awani, actually, in fact, there was a, a COVID-19 positive All case. Right. And like everyone is being tested. Or rather, I would say, I dare say more than 50% of those who are operating in Awani are, are being tested. 
tested and no district officers came to me and said that, oh, you know, you have to be tested, you have to be home quarantine, etc., etc. But I think by now, one year in, we know enough about the procedures to actually be responsible in terms of, uh, you know, it, uh, of course, my wife is working from home, so it's fine. I didn't send my son out to the Tasca or the play center. Mm. I didn't send him out. So, so you have to take responsibility because I think uh, there's no other way to do this because we need to minimize this, the overwhelming burden on the current healthcare system. And, and I feel that's the only way. You just have to be responsible and, and just know what to do if you ever think you might be at close contact. So when you say that, I mean like with MCO 2.0, it's supposed to be MCO. But people are out and about going to work like it's it's like any other day. Are you think people are just being a bit too... Yeah, uh, the, the roads have been quite busy, yeah. which was very confusing. Are people to, being yeah. too easy going? I think what both of you mentioned is basically a symptom of what we call uh, pandemic fatigue. Hmm. You know, after a while, people just get, okay, you know, I can't live on like this. You know, I got to go out. Hmm. I got to do stuff. I think that the key thing in, in addressing pandemic fatigue is making sure that we do not uh, be lax. Because I think under current circumstances, people are already like tired of all these SOPs and etc. But it, it is important to just continue on the fight against COVID-19. Make sure that you follow all the SOPs. Make sure you always wear a mask. Always uh, keep great personal hygiene. Then more likely than not, you'll be able to steer away from the virus. An online movement by Malaysians urging the Yang Diputuan Agong to implement five specific measures to ease hardships amid the COVID-19 pandemic has gained significant traction on social media over the past days. The Kita Minta Lima We Ask for Five hashtag currently occupies the second highest place on Twitter's trending topics chart for Malaysia. Serious? So tell us about this hashtag movement. How pertinent is it and what what are the five? I mean, uh, if you look at the uh, Kita Minta Lima movement. I mean, it, it basically exploded on on Twitter sphere, and I think it shows the the extent of how frustrated uh, people are with how things are going. Uh, of course, you can see within the, the within the five demands. Uh, of course, one of it is you know empowering frontliners uh, and also uh, giving tablets with internet access to students. So it shows uh, that these are the key issues that are facing uh, Malaysians right now uh, in the midst of pandemic. Uh, in in terms of whether it's pertinent or not. Uh, uh, right now, it seems, uh, of course, looking at the Twitter sphere is very big. But if we were to, it, I, I actually discussed about it with a couple of my friends who are not on Twitter sphere and, and they are unaware about it. So uh, it shows that it is a very uh, social media centric movement. Doesn't mean it is less important, uh, but it means that there is a need for the issues highlighted to be addressed properly. What are the five things that they're asking for anyway? Number one is uh, Perintah Kawalan Yang Bersasar dan Effective basically targeted uh, movement control order. Okay. Uh, oh, the Temco. Oh, right, okay. Yes. Sokongan penuh kepada frontliners dengan menyalurkan segala sumber uh, which means uh, basically empowering the frontliners. Alright. Uh, automatic bank moratorium and uh, cash assistance for for people throughout the MCO. Enforcement of MKN uh, SOPs just and uh, secara adil dan saksama fairly. Alright. And of course peranti dan data internet kepada semua pelajar dengan segera which is means uh, tablets and, and devices right, right, right. Mm-hmm. so so these, these five things uh, if I'm being honest about it uh, looking at how the demands were made because it, it states here that kita minta lima these demands must be met or you change government uh, to tell you the truth even if there is a change in government and this is my opinion it is quite hard to actually offer devices and internet access to all students for me giving inter- tablets and, and 
and internet access uh, package to all these students is not as important as addressing the issues itself. Uh, for me, the key, uh, if you want to ask something, you, you have to ask for the issue of accessibility to be addressed because uh, if you want to give tablets to those who are living in Taman TTDI, for example, they probably don't need tablets. They already have enough. You, you should address the issue of accessibility and address it according to places in its locality. Nevertheless, I find what they ask are reasonable. We should look at it and find out what are the issues behind it that needs to be addressed. Mm. Workers from a logistics company have apologised for throwing packages around after a video of the incident went mm. viral recently. And in a separate incident, an FB user posted that Chinese New Year treats, which were individually sealed with cellophane, or tape sent by her mother from Strawak um, via a very well-respected local logistics company somehow got unsealed mm. with half a bottle of crab stick crackers <laughs> mysteriously gone. The Facebook user suspected that could have been opened by the workers <laughs> with more and more biscuits. I mean... Yeah. with more and more logistics companies popping up and helping to ship goods from place to place. What should we be looking out for before putting our trust in them? That's frustrating, right? Every time you, you hear news about this and especially from a reputable company, I think uh, it's all in the fine print, right? I think we as customers, we have to be uh, more self-aware about uh, who is actually transporting. When I say who here means which company is actually transporting uh, their policies, uh, airtight you know do they guarantee best services do they ensure that whatever that is packed given to you the way it is packed are they allowed to eat our crab stick yeah (laughs) yeah i mean like we we will ensure no uh touching of the package you know things like that It, it is frustrating to hear that some logistics company are delivering this kind of services but i believe uh some of them are saying just due to the sheer volume they are unable to cope so they have to go with all these part timers and we don't know uh, to what extent do these part-timers adhere to the, I would say, the respectability or rather the SOPs that is set by these companies. Just because you have 100 staff and they all follow the SOPs that you set, because of the sheer volume now, you have to take an extra 1,000 people and, and you can't quality control that. I think logistical companies have to take uh, this issue seriously. Uh, they have to ensure that items that are sent are properly maintained and properly given back to the receiver, basically. Yeah, I suppose this was not a foreseeable issue to have. But is the volume any different from last MCO? I mean, you know, it's it's like this story is coming out now. They've had a year to But we haven't, yeah, we didn't seem to have that problem then. But that's a very interesting question, actually. If there's no actual study or report uh, whether the volume has increased or not. But I think what happens during the previous MCO is like, uh, I think it's pretty much the same thing, right? It's always the 8-8, the 11-11, <laughs> you know yeah. the kind of volumes there and people are always ready to to serve that level of volume I th- but i think now we are looking at 8 8 and 11 11 uh, kind of volume all the time and right. i think because everyone is so used to just buying everything online last time i i would never thought of buying bread online and now i'm, I'm buying breads online so so I add into the volume mm. and, and I didn't buy bread the previous MCO so it's part of the normalization of, of buying right, online right. and I think the logistical companies did not take this into account the sudden spike you right. know? There is no doubt that the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted the rice bowls of countless Malaysians in such a situation many may be tempted to turn to the time-tested way of raising some hard cash through a kutu fund but several lawyers have advised the people to exercise 
exercise caution when participating in Kutu funds, lest they be caught on the wrong side of the law. So, first of all, for those who aren't au fait, what are Kutu funds and are these funds considered legal? Okay, it's a very interesting question. In fact, actually, I, I am aware of, of Kutu. In fact, uh, I've been exposed to it uh, throughout my life. Yeah, since we were kids, I, was, I suppose. Yeah. I was very surprised with the level of legality uh, spoke about from the article that, that both of you have shared to me. <laughs> basically, okay, let, let, what what are Kutu funds? So basically, let, 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 let me put it simply, it's X amount of people discussing on uh, agreeing on an X amount of money to be shared in rotation-wise uh, for an X amount of time. So let's say uh, 12 people agree to do kutu at the office uh, at 100 ringgit each. So each month, uh, one person will get 1,200 and it's a rotation basis, right? So maybe I will get it and you will get it the next month and JD will get it. I mean, I- I'm quite surprised about the, the amount of legal discussion in this because I only know about kutu is only between friends. Mm-hmm. You know, so the trust is there, you know, is there. But, but I'm surprised to he- actually uh, hear reports that there's a, there's a scam involved you know people are running kutu through whatsapp telegram and that's what makes this uh, illegal right, because right. you can't control it and you don't know who takes part in your kutu group so mm-hmm. the, the level of trust and accountability is not there so that's where the legal aspect comes in basically it can turn to, into scam very easily right? yeah. because if you're like they call it the ibu kutu or, or the master kutu and you get like 20, 30, 40 people putting in 100 ringgit each you basically like you basically the pool mm. and you can just run away with it but if it's at the office or if it's among friends it's Where very you hard go? to scam yeah. because you know each other That's so true. I think uh, if you want to ensure that it is not illegal make mm. sure you actually know who is in your kutu yes. group yeah. and don't just believe a snapshot of an IC with someone's name on it either right yes, um, yes yeah, definitely so all, is that, all of that can be photoshopped yeah. these days so what should us ordinary Malaysians be aware of before getting involved especially to stay on the right side of the law so say for example, right, we know if it comes from somewhere anonymous or WhatsApp, okay, you know, red flag, yeah, for those. But what if it's something that, you know, your friend is doing or someone you know through somebody else so it seems like it's sort of more legitimate like what what do yeah. we need to know to, before we're getting involved that's why I'm a bit surprised because if, apparently there's an act for this so apparently you can uh, lodge a report at the police station and there will be uh, actions taken because throughout my life I've heard countless of people within Kutu groups running away with the money but it's always like okay lah tak pula. it's like it's 500 ringgit okay lah he's probably needed at that particular time he will pay it later so now there's an actual formal you know there's a formal provision within For the, the Kutu with, funds yeah, for the good to complaint. Yes, good to complaint. So, so now you know there's an actual legal tool that can be used. So just just be aware of it and and make sure that that you know your rights uh, entering into a kutu group or or a kutu agreement.